0: Welcome back to a new episode of IE Unfolded, the first podcast unveiling people behind the institution, powered by the AI Think Project. This is Giorgio Gallo, and with me, as always, my favorite co host, Ronnie Cardozo. Yeah.
1: Hello, guys, and thank you for tuning in with us today. In
0: today's episode, our guest will let you understand that you can fly as high as you are able to dream. He's an IE alumni at the MIM, serial entrepreneur, mentor at the Venture Lab, and even a professor. So let's welcome Jesus Aroman. Welcome, Jesus, how are you? Thank you. Thank you very much for the the invitation.
1: So Jesus used to be our mentor, our professor at the Startup Bootcamp. It was a very, very fun project. It was a module, and it was very fun that... We could actually put into practice a lot of the things that we had studied thus far so thank you so much for giving us so many like insightful tips on how to become an entrepreneur but you also were before a MIM student right and that's one of the reasons why you're such a big entrepreneur because obviously i is well known for being such a big uh entrepreneurial school. And then
0: Asus has launched plenty of startups, like digital businesses, luxury car renting, fashion e-commerces, ending up now, working with uh, his main startup, Be Influencer, and a little project called Orgasmo Berico. How did you came up with those ideas? Well,
2: it's been, it's been a long path since the very beginning. Uh, I've been doing launching projects since uh, I was 16, I would say. Also, I, I had a clear view while I was studying that I wanted to do uh, things related to entrepreneurship, and that's the reason why I chose AI to study uh, the MIM program. Yeah, you're asking about ideas. I, I don't even know where to begin with. Uh, I guess it all started when it became serious with with the influencer, and the idea became real when we were doing uh, a project related to e-commerce. We were producing... Uh, our shoes in in Spain with with Bono Italian flair, and after a uh, short period we were working with with Bono and we launched our own uh, shoe brand that we were selling worldwide and the idea was to do uh, marketing activities that were out of the ordinary and at, at the time influencer marketing wasn't something very common. Instagram wasn't even giving these stats to the own influencers so it was kind of a luxury to, to, to work with influencers. You never knew whether the campaigns were going to be successful or, or not. So we decided that we needed a tool to help us support our influencer marketing campaigns within, within Bono. And we found that there were none in the market that were uh, useful uh, for us. There were some marketplaces at the time uh, in, the, in the United States but nothing really useful in order to guess in advance whether these campaigns were going to be successful or not. I guess that's how it all began with, especially with,
0: with the influencer. Yeah, you were pioneers at the time. Basically it's, it's a world that is still evolving the influencer world and still people have not realized how important it is to really connect with, with the audience through, uh, through others.
2: Yeah, it's definitely one of the best channels if you want to create a good brand awareness and you want to create a trust for for your brand. And recently it has also become a very good channel as a performance channel. So it, it can kind of uh, complement with, with what you are doing in Facebook ads or what you're doing with Google ads. Uh, all those things together when you add influencer marketing make the the full potential of your
0: brand real and yeah, make people connect with yeah. you make make people identify give you like a face an identity a real real something to, to really grab on to, to connect in my opinion exactly and
2: and, and and recently it's also a very good tool to uh, increase your sales it's not only uh, picture your brand is not only put a face; it, it's also create some real sales.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, I feel like it's interesting to see how like social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, they have created this career that we didn't think about ten years ago, like the influencer. We have people like Chiara Ferragni that became such huge powerhouses that people that people trust even more than brands. Right now, I feel like influencers are more of like trustworthy outlet than than brands. So what do you think the future for influencer marketing will be?
2: Well it seems to keep growing and growing, especially with all the COVID situation, all the digital channels are, are growing and what we are seeing in the market is that uh, people are still trusting the world of influencers and the budget of influencer marketing keeps growing despite all the all the situation in the rest of the of the sector. So it seems that it will keep growing for, for a while and, and, and it is here to stay. I've heard in the past, like, Absolutely. what about the bubble of influencers? And I think people realize now that it is not a bubble and it's something that is here to stay.
0: Uh, so many universities in Italy are launching like courses, masters in influencer management, in influencer marketing and so on. And when they first launched, for example, in Palermo, in my own town, people, they went crazy. They said, okay, how can uh, a university teach you how to be an influencer? Universities are usually like canonically recognized as place where to study, I don't know, medicine, engineering. And, and if you propose something like that, something innovative, something going with the time, many people still don't realize it. And, and it's a shame probably.
2: Yeah, and, and also in, in Italy, you would find uh, this type of masters here in Spain as well. And from the other point of view, from the point of view of the brand, if you are studying here at IE and you're studying the master in digital marketing, you, you would find people such as myself uh, teaching how to engage uh, uh, with influencer marketing campaigns from the brand's or agencies' point of view.
1: Obviously. What, what do you think is one mistake that people usually make when it comes to influencer marketing?
2: Uh, I think the main mistake uh, brands uh, and agencies do is trying to uh, fulfill all the goals with influencer marketing. So the thing is you have to choose what's your campaign goal. If you want to go for sales, then you don't, you don't, you don't need uh, to increase the number of followers with that campaign. You're looking for sales. If you're looking for increasing the number of followers because you want to capture those audiences from the influencers, then you need to forget about everything else. If you want to maximize the reach of your campaign, you also need to forget about everything else. So you really need to know what's your KPI for your campaign, what's your goal for it and 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 you need to measure according to that KPI which is the goal of a campaign most of the times i see brands that want a little bit of everything i want to increase the number of followers i want to increase the reach of my account i want a lot of people to see this content and i want
0: to have a lot of sales and that that doesn't work you need to choose one and that's exactly what what you and aviet taught us during during the startup bootcamp course like how to try to to get in the market with with the right tools with the right indicators and and, and so on. And actually it was incredible to find you and Javier in class the first day when, <laughs> when we arrived physically after yeah, seeing you on Zoom, it, it was one thing, but then seeing you and Javier there teaching us and you were like, you are extremely young. How, how old are you? Currently um, 28. So like having on the other side of the table, someone who, who could really relate with, with what the things and how the things were moving. Uh, was extremely interesting and extremely useful uh, for us, I think, to be, to be completely honest. And it's something I really appreciated in general. And it was an incredible opportunity.
2: Yeah, that's, that's good to hear from you. I've been actually enjoying this conversation very much and I'm happy to hear that you, that you enjoyed the, the classes. But the thing is, when, when, when you are launching your own business, you realize that you learn faster than, than you did in the past. There are a lot of things happening at the same time, a lot of things that you need to, to learn, otherwise you're out of the market because no, the market doesn't wait for you. So you need to, to catch up with it as quickly as possible in order to, to be able to be successful or need to try to be successful. And even if you fail, you, you learn way too many things in a short period of time. And And obviously that's what happened to us and not always... On a successful way, we, we faced a failure a lot of times in, in the past. And and yeah, it's what, what people always say, like you, you learn more things when you fail than when you do it right.
1: I remember, I remember, I think it was the first class that you showed, it, showed us this uh, picture of what the normal day of the of the entrepreneur is like, and it's like someone that's like at the beginning really happy and then you're like, no, what happened? And then it's okay, it's actually great and everything is working out. And I feel like that's the beauty of having your own thing is like every day is very different from the other day. It's very, you have never the same environment in which you you can always learn from, and it's very quick, you have to react very quickly.
2: Yeah, and, and, and this roller coaster of emotions it, it is something that I don't know why, but entrepreneurs don't talk about it or don't talk about it as much as, as they should, because you actually need to lead uh, to deal with a lot of emotions during the very same day. And one day you are on the top of the world, next day you are down at the bottom and up again and down and no one talks about it and actually it, it requires a huge effort from from ourselves to be calm and make good decisions within this changing environment all the time.
0: Uh, how do you think this kind of roller coaster in between like successes and failure shaped who you are today? Like Jesus before all these ventures, Jesus now after some failures, the influencer success for example, and Maybe how how would also shape your your career inside inside the i e community
2: uh, that's a difficult question. I told you guys you should go for the easy ones uh, I don't know <laughs> i I, th- I i i think that I deal with with emotions much better than that I used to in the past, and there's this saying that I used to have in the in a team that says like not not the good days are that good, not the bad days are that bad so you you learn to be some kind of in the middle of the emotions. So whenever things are good, you are not overexcited. You celebrate, but you celebrate knowing that there's a long uh, road ahead of you. And when you have a terrible day, you realize that it is not the end of the world, and that tomorrow will be for sure a better day.
0: Absolutely. Do you think of yourself, uh, like continuing with being influencer as your main career uh path or do you what do you have in plan no i mean
2: uh the influencer is uh the main focus and that javier and i have and it is going to be for 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 some time um i i wouldn't be able to to know for for how long but this is our our main focus is our baby Mm -hmm. we have to to fit him and to make it grow and yeah and eventually maybe we will let the Influencer go, but I, I don't see this as, a, as something that we would do in the short term future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What do you think, what would you say are some of the criteria that you take when you're choosing a, an influencer? How, what is the thought process behind that?
2: So what we do at the Influencer is basically identifying the best influencers for the target audience of the brand. So basically we ask our customers who are you trying to reach with your marketing with your marketing campaigns and that target audience we translated into the audiences of the influencer so basically we do this exercise when we analyze the audiences of the influencers and we make a match between the target audience of our customers and the match of the influencers that's the exercise that we do constantly in in, in the influencer and that's the reason why we are different uh, regarding our, our competitors. We always try to match as much as possible the audience of the influencers with the audience of the brands. And so we find the perfect match.
0: And as the question was to, to you as an entrepreneur, so how do you recognize the influencer? Now I want to ask both of you a question. How do you, like, how do you guys uh, follow someone to, to say, okay, he's an, an actual influencer. I I admire, I I want to follow, I want to see what it does.
1: I guess who is an influencer to you?
2: <laughs> Again, not a tough question. I don't know. I
1: mm-hmm.
2: I guess I'm not that easy to influence from from other people. Uh there's a good character within the the i environment, which I really recommend you to to investigate, which is called Jorge Snura, he was also studying, I think he he did his undergraduate here, and he's also a mentor, was a mentor here, was definitely a mentor for us in the very beginning with with the Influencer, and I would say that he is one of the top three entrepreneurs in in Spain at, at the moment, maybe not that recognized by the press. But absolutely, when you talk to him, I would say he's one of the most uh, influential uh, entrepreneurs uh, for me, and definitely someone who helped us a lot in the very beginning.
0: Yeah, Ronnie's answer was 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 quite uh, easy easy to guess. Like for Ronnie, I think Ronnie. Uh, Cara Ferrari. Ferragni. Yeah, Cara <laughs> Ferragni plays like Italian pride. So
1: <laughs> look, it's the royal family of Italy. It's not my fault.
0: i'm there i'm there too i'm there too no (laughs) but i mean
1: i guess we can all recognize that you know she's an influencer yeah and everything but before that she's a great businesswoman and she recognized a huge opportunity and created kind of like a space that wasn't there before and that's that's kind of the remarkable part about influencing like creating your space and making it profitable
2: and absolutely and she made uh A money machine out of it
1: absolutely do you think do you think entrepreneurship is something that is kind of like within you or do you think it's something that can be learned because as you just said you have been kind of like going into venture since a young age so
2: i would say it's a mix of both i mean you really want to you you need to uh want to go for all these steps and and be willing to sacrifice some things in your life and have this urge within yourself. But at the same time, there are a lot of things that can be learned and should be learned. Otherwise, despite having uh, the willing to do it, you won't be successful and eventually you would move for something else. So I would say it's a mix of both.
0: It's also how you grow, how you like what are the activities you do during like your childhood and so on? We we know plenty of super big entrepreneurs, super big tycoons today um, working since early, super early days, like Warren Buffett at four years old selling, six years old, maybe selling uh, newspapers and then and then becoming the, the man it is today. So probably it's something, uh, it's a mixture of both. It's how you want to, to be uh, in the world. What What's the impact you, you want to, to have on the world? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Would I, you
1: consider an influencer yourself?
2: No, absolutely not. <laughs>
1: and would you want to so. be one? No, no, <laughs> no.
2: no, no. Now, there's this, this saying about uh, drug dealers that they don't consume the things that they produce. So I would consider myself <laughs> like... One of the types. So there's this thing that uh, that I do for for business, but I do not consume. I do not consume that much. I, I just enough to know and understand how the industry works. But
0: no, absolutely not. It's fine. Like being being the the, the one like. Foreseeing the thing and now with with the, like Netflix has recently launched a documentary on all these like social media uh, manipulation we are, we are going through. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but people are mind blown by it. Like saying, oh, they are controlling us and so on. But I really think that the influencers part of the social media world is what really humanizes again, the process, what, what really makes you recognize a person instead of of an algorithm or a machine behind it. Probably. Yeah, I, I definitely need to, to watch that uh,
2: that next Um I, I think this uh, trend of influencer marketing kind of allows everyone to say what they want to say. Obviously, there are some trends that everyone follows and most people follow. And yeah, people tend to think in the same way because it is a trend. But it also gives everyone the opportunity to express their, their ideas and to express themselves the way that that they are. And I think that's something that should have happened a long time ago.
1: And I think that's one of the important parts of why people like so much influencers, because they feel like it's more genuine. Although now it's becoming a bit different. It's more genuine, the, the prefabricated, I don't know, Disney Channel stars, or like the, the stars that come out from TV or whatever. An influencer is like, usually starts as someone that, you know, opens their own thing and says whatever they want to do and they, whatever they want to say, and I think that makes, as Georgia was also mentioning, makes a person feel closer and more, and more human. And and I don't know, I I find myself recognized many times in some influencers, and I think if if this person likes it, maybe probably there is an opportunity, there is a possibility that I will like it as well.
2: Exactly, and that, and that's the point of the entire industry. And obviously, you will always find someone that represents at least uh, a small part of your ideas and someone you should, that you would feel comfortable with. No matter how big they are, maybe they are just uh, micro-influencers with only a bunch of followers, but they represent one idea or, or, or a group of ideas and you feel comfortable with what he or she is
0: saying. Definitely, definitely. So thank you, Jesus, uh, for, for your opinions on, on the social media and social influencer world. It's, like having an insider point of view is always, is always interesting. Uh, but it's now time to open our time machine. So if you could go back on to a time and place where to live, where would it be? Uh, I think there's no better time
2: to live in than the time that we're living now. There never has been that easy to be anywhere in the world. Never the world has been that much connected and allowing us to have these kind of calls, no matter where we are. So oh, I wouldn't choose another time to live in.
1: I think that's person of the entrepreneur, it's kind of like living in the moment, whatever that brings.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I
0: agree.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jesus, for uh, coming with us on this episode today.
0: Thank you guys for the opportunity. Thanks, thanks, Jesus. So it's time to clock out. This is A.I. Unfolded, the first podcast unveiling people behind the institution.